Welcome to Season 1, Episode 23 of Just Friends, the podcast where a childless married couple watches Friends together for the first time ever and then talks about it. With their two cats. <laughs> Friends. How many of us have them? Friends. Ones we can depend on. Friends. So I don't think it'll be any surprise, based on my intro, that this episode of Friends is called The One with the Birth, and it's all about what they've been building up to kind of all season, you know, touching in when it fits the sitcom, mm -hmm. of Ross is having a baby. Sort of. Wait, what do you mean, sort of? Tangential. I mean, he's not even in the... Is it his sperm? Okay. I forget. It is his sperm. It is his sperm? Yes. I mean, I never like it when men say they're having a baby. Yeah. Um, in any context. It's like, you're not really having a baby. I mean, they are going to have a baby, so I'm a little torn on this. Like, I, I, I don't like it when people are like, "Oh, we're pregnant." That's oh, weird. Oh yeah, that's that's definitely. But if they're saying like far. we're having a baby, okay, yeah, you guys are going to have a baby. Yeah, if they're together, he's just. Yeah. Okay. In this case, it's maybe a little bit weird because Ross is not even going to be the primary secondary yeah. parent <laughs> which is what i consider all fathers <laughs> <laughs> yeah and yet he is still god he's just he was so annoying yeah <laughs> so if you remember last episode they leave off ross realizes he has to get to the hospital he gets there carol who is the mother we always forget who's carol <laughs> susan carol is ross's ex-wife who is pregnant yes she having a baby isn't even there yet and he's like where is she you know getting all freaking out because yeah, like they get there before her like yeah that's what? insane <laughs> I... I mean i guess if she's going to the hospital that is close to them the one where he brought marcel when marcel was choking then maybe they're like just down the block i mean maybe but it also that wasn't this if it was the same hotel it was a different waiting room that was a totally I think, different um, hospital is the word you're looking for what did i say hotel oh <laughs> <laughs> i was thinking hospital <laughs> And I thought I said hospital. It was the same hotel, which is where people give birth, right? <laughs> well, sure. If, you know, if it's a prostitute, you don't want anyone else to know. Uh, Wait, but... a prostitute is giving birth and you've locked her up in a hotel? What is that scenario, Chris? Is this something no. you want to tell me right now? No, I mean, that's a... Because that's a... then, too, like, she wouldn't be able to prostitute for a while. Yeah, exactly. It's a terrible idea. You know your prostitute is going to get an abortion. She's got to keep making money. Well, How's sure. she going to do that? But yeah, but it wasn't the same uh, hospital. <laughs> you were going to say again. hotel again. <laughs> hospital waiting room that they've been in in previous episodes. Okay, but... It wasn't even the same set. It is possible. Yeah, sure. It's not the same set. But it is possible that there's like a maternity ward and that has its own waiting room. Yeah. No, I mean, it, it's conceivable that they've been... It, it's still the same hospital itself. Yeah. But it's just weird that they got there first. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was a little weird. She had you know, beeped him or whatever people said, 911. And then I guess she wasn't really treating it as 911. Yeah, they, they stopped for... A chunky. Yeah. Which is that? What is chunky? Uh, it looked like it was a candy bar. Yeah, I think it's... Yeah, I assume it was some sort Susan of Susan held it up to Ross at one point, which I assume was some sort of chunky promotion. She was like, do you want one? And he's like, uh, no. Yeah. But even before that, they came in, by they, I mean Susan and Carol, they came in to the hospital and she's like, oh, we want to stop for a chunky, stop in the gift shop, whatever. And uh, Ross is like, you're having a baby, okay, a baby, you don't stop for chunkies. And Chandler goes, I used to have that bumper sticker. <laughs> and I was like, oh, some classic fat jokes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I don't stop for chunkies? Yeah. Is that about 
he's a very discerning prostitute hirer. <laughs> what? Like, what does it mean I don't stop for chunkies? I assume, like... He, Chandler doesn't, like, you know, stop for fat girls. Yeah. Yeah. Fat prostitutes. He's a discerning prostitute hirer. I think he just means in general. Like, he doesn't... Like, if they're if they're bleeding out on the side of the road, he doesn't stop for them? Like, what do you No, I, I think it's like... General? I can't believe I have to break down this joke right now, but I think it's just like, oh, I don't give Chunkies a second look, like, for dating purposes. So if there's an attractive woman, he holds up traffic, he just stops? Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, it's still... I mean, it's still a very... It's L.A., uh, Chris, so everybody's <laughs> doing that. Neither, and it's not supposed to be L.A. <laughs> oh, right, right, right. <laughs> I forgot it's supposed to be New York. But, yeah, I mean, it's still uh, a fat-shaming joke. Oh, absolutely. ruthless. So there's all these people who talk about how Friends doesn't really hold up in, like, today's times. And a lot of it is about how, you know, the whole... They don't have any, like, people of color in the show at all. Yeah. Uh, there's some bad gay jokes. There's like some bad... bad like, yeah, insensitive. Not, yeah. Just sort of like, ooh, like, like, gay is gross kind of jokes. Yeah. And, obviously, this fat joke... But then I often think about this. I'm very conflicted on this topic because it's like, okay, if you can't make fun of anybody, then what is humor? Like, do you just make fun of yourself? Is that where we're going with humor? No, I mean, you can still, like, reevaluate the past and be like, all right, like, that wasn't a good idea. Like, you can still make fun of people. It's just yeah. what you are able to make fun of changes. And, yeah. you know, sometimes you get burned. I guess you just can't make fun of, like, superficial things anymore. Uh, yeah. I mean... I feel like you could still make fat jokes, but like a joke like, like fat women are disgusting. I won't stop for them or whatever yeah. is, you know, it's not really very clever. Yeah, it's not, it's very not like clever. done in a yeah. intelligent way. So I feel like you just have to elevate your, mm -hmm. who you want to, you know, elevate your humor when you're making fun of populations. <laughs> All right. Well, something for a humorist to figure out. <laughs> yeah. It's above my pay grade. <laughs> So, of course, now Susan goes into, not Susan, now Carol goes into, I always get them confused, goes into the labor room and a hot doctor comes in mm -hmm. and he is, do you recognize him at all? I've seen him in stuff. I, I, I wrote, uh, who is that doctor? Because <laughs> I, I know I've seen him in stuff. Yeah. Um, so he's... the only thing that I recognize him from is a TV or is a movie. I don't remember. I'll what. give you a hint. Oh, Weekend at Bernie's. Yep, yeah, he's one of the Weekend at is. Bernie's guys. And for all the listeners, what I just did was the Bernie dance where you put your hands down by your side and dangle and then you put your... You put your head way back. You put your head way back and just like close your eyes and just like, you know, act like a dead person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is what he's from. Yeah. Was he using like an affected voice I in this think episode? So because it's not how he sounds in yeah. Weekend at Bernie's. Like it was like very, uh, like, yeah, like, like, like hamming it up. Yeah. yeah. Super like he, weird. Yeah, he was, was like, bizarre. oh, you want me to be a hot doctor? Well, I'll give you hot doctor. What was his name? Like, Feistblom Dr. Faustblom? Faustblom? Yeah. Yeah, it was like Faustblom. Mm -hmm. I was like, it, it's, like it's like you're mashing together two <laughs> yeah, types of names in that one. Jewish? <laughs> Just general German? Like. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was weird. It definitely seemed like he was, he had like an affected voice. Yeah, it was weird. Which I found, I mean, if I didn't know what he sounded like maybe but i've heard him in other things mm -hmm. and he doesn't always talk like that <laughs> All right, i'm glad you noticed too because i that was one of my notes. i wrote it here um, so he walks in and he's like i hear you want to have a baby good thing you're nine months pregnant <laughs> and rachel's like oh my god because <laughs> for some reason she's in the room 
Yeah, I mean, we already discussed last episode about how bizarre it is to have yeah. your ex-husband's friends in the delivery room with you. But this episode, you know, didn't take our criticism and they're everywhere. All right, it's amazing. So Rachel is immediately in love. She's already gotten all dolled up. They kind of set this up last episode because she was like putting on lipstick. And Ross is like, do you really need to be wearing oh, lipstick? Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, there might be, might be doctor. doctor. No, I think she just said there might be a doctor there. We're going or, to a hospital. Yeah, she's there like, might be a doctor. Doctors. Yeah. yeah. Something like that, yeah. But apparently not dolled up enough because she then changes her outfit later to get more dolled up. <laughs> well, you know, you want to be baseline dolled up to see, like, what's the talent out there. And then yeah. if it turns out it's worth it, then you run back home, get changed, come back. True, yeah, I suppose. Him having all those jokes, like when somebody is in labor, it reminded me of that doctor in Columbia. One of our friends, when we were in Columbia, he was injured. He hurt his... Um, shoulder. He, he tore out his... Uh, dislocated his shoulder. Yeah, dislocated his shoulder. And it was in such a way that it couldn't be quickly popped back in. And the doctor there, in Columbia, they just let us behind the scenes. Like, no big deal. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Friends, family, whatever. Friends, family, other people who can't speak Spanish. Come on in. (laughs) Acquaintances, gawkers, onlookers, everyone. And uh, the doctor was, like, rotating his shoulder in order to see, like, oh, what hurts. Yeah, like range of motion, whatever. Yeah. And so the doctor was, like, moving it. And uh, our friend was, like, you know. Howling in pain. Screaming in pain. Like, ah. (laughs) The doctor was turning towards us and, like, saying something in Spanish with a big smile on his face and, like, laughing. Like, oh, this is very very funny right it sounds like, like that hurt. let's try a new angle <laughs> it was like a you know um like a spanish uh what do you call those like a telenovela, telenovela type ha- hammy acting <laughs> and i was like uh what's happening here why are we even allowed back here why are you hamming it up there were other there were oh yeah like there a was dozen a dozen other people other, people. other patients in the room <laughs> but yeah. So it reminded me of that. I, I mean, was like, I was... just, I don't really like it when doctors make jokes. It's just like flying on Southwest when the pilot's making jokes. It's like, no, just, just well, fly the plane. When it feels like a canned joke where it's like, I say this every time. It's always canned. I know. But like, the, then I wouldn't want it. Like if he's yeah. making this nine months joke, like I'd be like, Ugh, like, please, come on. That's terrible. Like, I don't need to hear this. This yeah. is awful. I mean, imagine if for your like immigrant clients, if they came in and you were like, so, uh, I hear you're trying to stay in America. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like, well, let's check your birth certificate. Oh, not born in America. What else is... <laughs> like, what? I don't know. Like, it's just, it's so stupid. Yeah. Like, it's not a bit... I don't know. Yeah. One of the other... I've, I've come up with a term, you know, how I've talked about how I want a term for sitcoms where it's like everything kind of revolves around the main plot and everything mm-hmm. else is just supporting that main plot. Spoken wheel? I don't know. <laughs> I Actually, what I came up with is Maypole plot. So oh, it's yeah. like, yeah. yeah, that works. Yeah. It's the same. Thank you. It's actually the same like imagery. Yeah. yeah. But you know, more fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And also I invented it, not you. <laughs> so one of the other threads of this plot to like support it is Monica wants a baby. Oh yeah. This is one of the weaker ones. It's very thin. Yeah. Very thin. It, it's a, it consists, it's the slow person on the maple. <laughs> yeah, it was about six sentences worth of yeah. actual screen time. Six very dumb sentences that could have been cut out very easily. Yeah. Yeah. It was weird. Mm-hmm. Were, she was just like, oh, I want a baby. Oh, I want twins. She gets two babies. I want yeah. a baby. And then, yeah, that was it. Yeah. Exactly. And then she <laughs> calls uh, her mom crying. Yeah, and she was like, oh, I haven't even thought about babies. And that was it. Yeah. And also, her parents don't come down. This is Ross's kid that's being born, right? Yeah, they're clearly nearby. Yeah, exactly. They're in Westchester like or Long Inv- Island. He invites all these unrelated chumps, but mm-hmm. uh, 
Yeah, the grandparents or yeah. whatever. And also everyone ran over when, uh, remember, their grandmother was dying? Oh, yeah, when Nana died mm-hmm. twice or mm-hmm. whatever. Plus, we've also learned that Monica is 26 years old, so she's, like, hardly at the age where it's, like, your last eggs are dropping, you know? Yeah, I mean, nowadays, if someone had a baby at 26, it'd be like, it's a little too early. Someone in New York, <laughs> yeah. nonetheless, New York City. Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah. If one of our friends had a baby at 26, we would have been like, ooh, I'm so sorry about that. <laughs> yeah. Was it a mistake? Yeah. It was a mistake. We can all assume. We, we all know that. Yeah. Like, what is this, the 1950s? Mm-hmm. Or anywhere else other than New York City. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Is that, I guess that's maybe how people feel in other parts of the world. <laughs> also, who shows up in this episode but, uh, do you know her name? The girl that oh, Joey was working with? She's a Scientologist, or was. Was. Not anymore. She's one of the more famous ex-Scientologists. Yeah. It's Leah Romini. Yeah, yeah. I never, yeah. I never really remember her name. Ever, oh, yeah. I, I, know, I know she's just King of Queens' wife. Yeah, that's all I know her as. I mean, she was always the best part of King of Queens. It's unfortunate that you know Kevin James went on to have like a more yeah. sustainable career, while well, Leah Romini just became known as like the ex Scientologist. Yeah, but wasn't she it, wasn't really it like was. one of those like based on his stand up kind of things? Was it? No I way. Don't know. Uh, maybe not. All right. Just keep know. going. Yeah, there just, just might be some going. cat noises. All right, no fine. big deal. Spice it up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but King of Queens could be a, you know, double meaning, like the queen of the house. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I never really liked the show. It definitely so. wasn't his, uh, based on his yeah, stand-up, though. No, well, yeah. Yeah. Now that I think about it. Yeah. I didn't really watch it. <laughs> I mean, it was on uh, TBS all the time, so I did occasionally watch it. Yeah. I've, I've definitely seen yeah. it. Uh, but anyway, she is a pregnant sports fan. She comes out to, like, do some, you know, pregnant walking. Oh, is that what's happening? I was wondering why she was just, like, alone in the waiting room. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, (laughs) the thing, from what I understand about being pregnant is, like, you go to the hospital when you think it's, like, close to time, but then it could still take a while for things to start happening. Mm -hmm. So they encourage you to, like, walk around and, like, just, I think, keep busy. Mostly they don't want you bothering them. Like, hey, when's this baby coming out? (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, she is a sports fan. I think she's a Celtics fan. There's a Celtics-Knicks game on, and Joey, of course, is a Knicks fan, and he's sitting in the waiting room. He's by himself at this point, and she comes out, and they start, you know, bantering about Celtics versus Knicks, some basketball nonsense, Mm -hmm. and I think that when Leah Romini starts talking, that you won't be surprised to know that she wasn't always a Scientologist. She was baptized in the Catholic Church. Oh, yeah. Just based on her accent alone. Well, yeah, she's... I assumed she was some sort yeah. of like New York Italian. <laughs> I mean, definitely, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean that. So that doesn't surprise me. No one's very rarely is someone raised in the Church of Scientology, except for Beck. Yeah, but even he's uh, mm-hmm. starting to turn. Well, yeah. From it, he's and like, Leah Romini he's like, called actually, him a I fucking pussy. I think yeah. about that. He's like, I actually, wasn't like raised in it. Like, yeah. I'm not really a Scientologist. <laughs> like, just disown it, dude. If you, yeah, if you're gonna step out and do it, which is what Leah Romini said about Beck. Yeah, yeah. I mean that she. Um, it's the right call. But yeah, she was born in Brooklyn. Yeah. Do they explain why she was a Celtics fan? Um, Actually, I don't think so. Because that is confusing. Super confusing. Yeah. I mean, like Bill de Blasio was born here and then was raised there. He's basically not. Yeah. Fuck him. Not from here. But <laughs> yeah. So he's like a Boston sports fan. Yeah. But like, why would someone from New York be from Brooklyn, no less, be a Celtics fan? It just yeah, seems. That's a great point. <laughs> So, cats have really uh, escalated the fight. <laughs> yeah, <I mean, laughs> taking it to the streets. Um, 
yeah, so she has like a super thick New York accent in this and, yeah, and everything. Just... That's how she sounds. And this is also when she's a Scientologist, like in real life. Oh, yeah. I don't even know if they give her a name in the show. Uh, oh, yeah, I wrote it down. It was oh, uh, Lydia. Lydia? Yeah. That's no, a terrible name. I mean, maybe. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, they never like explained like why this New Yorky sounding woman is a mm-hmm. diehard Celtics fan. Yeah. And Joey's like some sort of surrogate father throughout her birthing uh, yeah. process. So Joey, you know, starts, uh, she starts having like some whatever like contractions out, out in the waiting room. Yeah. And he's like, oh, let me get the father. Uh, is we, there a we, father? We need a father. Yeah, we need a father. And she's like, there is no father. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, all right. Well, uh. He's like, well, uh, most of the pregnant women, they, they've been going through here, so let's let's go through this tour. So he shuffles her somewhere and, you know, starts sitting with her by the bedside. And I have a note here that when Joey, Leah Romini, and the nurse are all in the room together, they have an amazing New York accent scene. Oh, yeah. I mean, they all, yeah. It was a Yeah, she's like, uh, Leah Romini's like, oh, something's happening in here. And Joey, like, opens up the blanket. And he's like, oh, my God, something exploded. <laughs> and the nurse is like, her water, water broke. The water broke. <laughs> the water, what was that? <laughs> and it's hard to believe that Joey doesn't know what water breaking I mean, is. I mean, he has, like, what, seven siblings or something like that? Yeah, like, the water never you broke know. at home. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah. There is one confusing thing that happens in the whole Leah Romini Joey scene, and he's like, "Yeah, so where's the father in this whole thing?" And she's like, "Hey, Nick Finn, am I interested in your views on fatherhood? On um, no." Yeah, I actually, yeah, I didn't make a note, but I did. I didn't even know like what to write. I was like, I don't even know what any of that. Yeah, means. you don't know who Nick Finn is either. No, then I have no idea. I, okay. it's a talk show host or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> conservative talk show host from the '90s, perhaps. She is apparently saying Nick fan, as in a fan of the Knicks. Joey uh, calls up her parents, or she has her parents no, on the she, phone. Yeah, and then she's like, I'm not alone. I'm here with uh, with Joey. <laughs> she's like, uh, and he's like, uh, they're, Joey. They're, they're like, uh, oh, Joey who? Uh, you know, just and he's like, Joey who? And he's like, oh, Trippiani. It's Joey Trippiani. Like, <laughs> they want to talk to you. Yeah. He's like, uh, yeah, I'm uh, 25. I'm an actor. And, and then they hang up. <laughs> throwing everybody's age out in this yeah. episode. I know. Finally. Yeah. We've been waiting all season. Maybe they realized, like, hey, we haven't no really one knows how established these are. their ages. Yeah, I like, I'm Joey Tribbiani. You know, I'm 25 years old. I'm an actor. Uh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty funny. Yeah, it was good. Sometime in this time is when Rachel comes back with her, like, new... Or she's about to leave, actually, to go get redone. And... I noticed that she has the Rachel haircut. Is that the first time that it's been premiered? Oh, I don't know. I mean, her hair looked the same as it okay. did to Maybe me. it was earlier in uh, season one, but it had like the whole puff and the flip and the whole thing. I mean, I don't know if I know exactly what the Rachel is. Oh, <laughs> well. I thought that I'd seen it earlier, but. Yeah, perhaps. Maybe not. I don't know. It just seemed very pronounced in that scene where she was like right by the door. Oh, well, I, I mean... looked over at you and I was like, oh, and you were like what <laughs> i wouldn't yeah i wouldn't i thought that it was just like that sort of like big volume kind of long yeah bob sort of look yeah i thought that was the rachel which i think she's had in... oh okay yeah i may have missed it the rachel haircut premiered in episode 20 the one with the evil orthodontist monica and chandler they make a well chandler proposes to monica a if we're both unmarried by 40 Mm-hmm. classic pact mm-hmm. then like we should have a kid together and 
Monica already very sensitive to not Why am I single when I'm 40? (laughs) And he's like, it's hypothetical. And she's like, why in this hypothetical? She's like, well, hypothetically, why am I single when I'm 40? (laughs) It's a pretty good meltdown. I liked it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they've definitely been developing Monica as like a high-strung person. Like It definitely comes through. And uh, she was... A clue in a New York Times crossword puzzle mm. was like a it was like a type A or like high str- or like high anxiety. I forget what it was. I think when you told it to me, you said friends type A friends character. Yeah, and it was Monica, and mm-hmm. I knew it because of the show because I, I didn't really know anything about Monica before this. So podcast. would you say that Friends is already having a positive impact on your life? It's having some small dividends and <laughs> <in> being paid. <laughs> also during this time. Ross and Susan are fighting in the birthing room, which you might remember is still happening. Susan is there and she's like, you two need to get out of here because they're fighting over, I think, the name. uh, It was like like name, whose watch is more accurate for like contraction times, uh, like all sorts, everything they could fight about. All this petty stuff. Yeah. And they were debating on the names Jordy and Jamie. I have written down here. Both terrible names. Yeah. Both not good. For boys. (laughs) Yeah. Jamie yeah. is an okay name for a girl, but... Yeah. No, they're they're not good names. Yeah. They're bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think if I know any... I don't think I know many Geordies or Jamies in real life. I actually know both, but, you know. I've definitely known men who are named Jamie. I don't think I've known a man who's named Geordie. I don't know Geordie Nelson, personally. Oh, you don't? No. <laughs> We're such good friends. He's a I. football player, right? Yeah. So Susan and Ross go, and they get locked in the closet... With Phoebe. Yeah. Actually. So we haven't touched upon Phoebe at all. Phoebe and her guitar. Yeah. So she, in the beginning of the episode, she shows up in the waiting room. Everyone's already there. She's like, oh, did I miss it? Did I miss it? Mm-hmm. And they're like, no, no, no. She's not even here yet. They're like, why'd you bring a guitar? She's like, well, we might be here for a while. Things might get musical. <laughs> <laughs> and then she, you know, is playing some, at various times, playing some sort of like, depressing folky kind of yeah. uh, music first she's in the waiting room and she's playing a song about how terrible children are she's like tiny and chubby and so sweet to touch soon they'll grow up and resent you so much now they're yelling at you and you don't know why and you cry and you cry and you cry it was pretty funny yeah ross pays her to stop <laughs> she's like oh thank you he's like i'm paying you to stop so she, Ross, and Susan get locked in the closet, like a janitor's closet yeah, or something. Susan and Ross are yelling out in the hallway at each other. They're mm-hmm. arguing. And then Phoebe sees them arguing. And she's like, get out of the hallway. Like, you know, we're everyone in this room. And she's like, you, there's babies being born. They don't need to hear you screaming as like their first sounds in the world. And then she realizes that when she closed the closet door behind her, <laughs> they're all locked inside. But she first gives a big speech. Where oh, she's yeah. like yelling at them and she's like, I don't like the way my voice sounds right now. So you two need to pull together. And she's like, do you want to hear something ironic? <laughs> yeah, when she realizes, yeah. yeah, when the door is locked. So they're all locked in there. Screaming, Phoebe, pounding on the door. Yeah. Phoebe starts singing a song. They found their bodies the very <laughs> next day. <laughs> and she's like, oh, you guys don't like that song. <laughs> While this goes on, now Carol is by herself in the birthing room. Like, of course mm. she had kicked them out, but you probably don't want to give birth completely alone. You know, there's something between every single person that your husband knows and totally mm. by yourself. Yeah. <laughs> but so then all of Ross's friends end up being there. Yeah. Well, first just Rachel. <laughs> yeah. She comes in. Well, because she's, and you know, she, putting the moves. They have like a whole, you know, 
visual gag where it looks like Rachel is going to give Susan, nope, <laughs> going Carol. to give Carol the ice chips and she keeps drinking them and talking to the hot doctor. <laughs> so do you know why like ice chips? I, like, I feel like there's always like a, like, oh, you can have, is that just like so that they I mean, can I chew think, on something? Like it's, I, it's just water. <laughs> I think it's just like, it's a really uh, good way to cool down fast. Oh. Because like, um. Because even in the beginning, so when she wasn't in the beginning, she was like, "Oh, can like, can I drink something?" Like before she was in mm-hmm. the throes of labor, it's like just ice chips. I was like, "She can probably have water right now." Mm-hmm. Yeah, why? Oh, yeah, that's a good point. I actually don't know. Maybe I don't know. Choking hazard? No, wait. What? An ice chip no. seems bad. Who? <laughs> How many people do you know have choked on water and died? No, none. <laughs> <laughs> Except that one guy at P State who no like, he didn't choke on water I know he flooded his brain <laughs> yeah by chugging he, he water just flooded his internal systems the brain his brain drowned oh is that really is yeah. that what happened yeah uh, clearly nobody came to your school to talk about the dangers of hazing well, I don't know about like the biology of how it happened but yeah. yeah I knew that like eventually if you drink too much water you just like literally flood your insides it's your brain that drowned in this case. How does the water get, does it like fall? It must like overflow from somewhere and rush up to your brain. Yeah. Maybe it's the first place it goes. I don't know. (laughs) We'll we'll fact check this. Uh, I don't even know where to start. All right. So (laughs) Rachel and the hot doctor, he is like, they're talking outside of the birthing room while, you know, Carol is taking a break or whatever. And Rachel's like, oh, so tell me more about yourself. And he's like, honestly, I have such a hard time going on dates. He's like, I think it's what I do all day. And she's like, oh, what do you mean? And he's like, I try not to bring it home. But for example, what do you do? She's like, I'm a waitress. And he's like, "Um, okay, well, is there any ever a time where you're like, if I just see one more cup of coffee? Yeah, so you ever get home and think to yourself, like, you know, just if I see just one more cup of coffee. (laughs) uh, And then the implication being that he just doesn't want to see vaginas at home, I guess. Which I was like, damn, that's like not what I would expect of uh, any kind of doctor. No. Uh, yeah, I thought that was, I did think that was weird. And then yeah. she immediately is just like, well, this is a lost cause and like yeah. takes off her earrings. I was like, this really uh, yeah. fizzled out quickly. Based on my experience, you're a lawyer. As such, we have a lot of lawyer friends. Lawyers are pretty willing to talk about law stuff outside of day-to-day law job. Yeah, I mean, like, well, certainly with other lawyers, like, mm-hmm. who else are you going to talk to yeah. you know, about this but stuff? But it's like, um, are doctors totally shutting it off? Like, do they have to completely shut it off? Is it different? Because, like, doctors, there's a little bit more well, of an empath. I mean, it's more like, a, it's more personal, certainly, yeah. with an OBGYN. Yeah. Um, you know, you're getting in literally into people's Or ne- even any regions. doctor, you know, you're looking at, like, even a dermatologist, you're looking at moles and you're just looking at skin all the time and you're like, Oof, this is, that mole doesn't look great. So yeah. you have to just I mean, shut I it off. I think it would just be weird if you come home and you're like, oh, just, I can't Please take, put I can't that take vagina away. Like, <laughs> or like a plastic surgeon and be like, I did three breast augmentations today. Like, just put those away. So plastic surgeons, it seems like they relish looking at everyone and being like, oh, here's how I could fix you. Remember, uh, who's that woman from Beetlejuice and that lady baseball movie? Oh, my God. What's her name? I don't know. Yeah, you know. Fuck. She's super famous. Gia, Gina. Gina. Yes. It's Gina something. Remember she got married to a plastic surgeon and we saw her and she has had so much plastic surgery done? Oh, I know who you're talking about. I never yeah. remember her name. 
Gina. Uh, it's Gina something. Yeah, Gina Davis. Gina Davis. Yeah. Yeah. And she got married to a plastic surgeon for like 20 years, and she has had so much work done now, and she looks yeah. bizarre. He probably brings out, you know, whatever, those water-soluble markers and just <laughs> yeah. marks her up. All the time. Like... It's probably much worse being married to a plastic surgeon than it is being a plastic surgeon and, like, judging everyone. Like, every time you come home, you gain, like, two pounds. He's like, hmm, yeah. we could take that off. Yeah, he's like, ooh, like, those love handles. Like, we could shave those yeah. down. We could bring those tits up a couple <laughs> inches. <laughs> Gina, I hate to see you looking like this. Which is no surprise that they ended up getting divorced just a couple of years ago because there's only so much you can do to a woman once they get older to make them, you know, still oh, look I mean, young. You know, gravity always wins. Yeah. You can't can't fight it forever. <laughs> Leah Romini, because I refuse to call her Lydia, eventually gives birth and the Joey's right there by her side, you know, helping out the whole time. Mm. And it's, like, actually a, a kind of a touching moment as far as Friends goes. You know, one of the better touching moments. It's better than the monkey holding the hand, I think. It really... <laughs> yeah, <that's right>. It <laughs> wasn't nearly as funny Not as nearly the as monkey funny. holding the I thought it was pretty touching. Like, it seemed like they were really giving Joey, like, some layers. I could see him getting involved with Leah Romini and, like... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that Raising was... this kid. Mm-hmm. This was certainly more touching. Yeah. So... Eventually, he goes out to get, like, some celebration balloons and everything, and the actual Yeah, when he father... comes back, yeah, he opens the door, and he sees that the, the, the father of the baby has, has now back. shown up. And he's like, uh, she, Leah Romini asks, oh, how did the Celtics do? And he goes, uh, Nick's won by 10. He's like, yeah, the Celtic. Nick suck. Nick suck. She yeah. goes, uh, they're not so bad. And Joey sees this whole thing, and, you know, he's like, oh, wow, she's thinking of me. And this is an amazing scene because he has like his baby balloon. He's got the, he's got like, like regular balloons with like balloons inside of them, like party, like whatever, yeah. celebration balloons. He ties them to the doorknob, but he also has a little like a balloon baby <laughs> bottle with like legs and arms hanging out. So it's good because it's like it is a touching moment, uh, but yeah. it's also a hilarious visual gag. Yeah. Unlike the Marcel Finger thing, which was just. Yeah. straight comedy especially because he grabs the hand of this baby <laughs> bottle balloon and like, and, like leads, away. leads it away <laughs> that was yeah. that was pretty funny yeah which is is both you know touching and hilarious yeah. I, I thought this one this was done much better than the marcel uh all of the marcel parts <laughs> it was really good the whole marcel thing yeah but yeah they gave joey you know a little more just something beyond being like dumb yeah. and funny yeah i thought this was a really good joey episode cut back to phoebe ross and Susan all still locked in the janitor's closet and Ross and Susan are yelling at each other. Ross is like, at least you get to leave with the baby like at the end of all of this. And Susan's like, you get to be the baby's father. Oh. Everyone knows who you are. And who am I? There's Father's Day, there's Mother's Day. There's no lesbian lover day. Every day is lesbian lover day. Which might be the best quote of the season, actually. I can't believe it's going to go to Ross, but... Every day is Lesbian Lovers Day. I mean, that's something you don't forget. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's it's like a, it's a striking quote. I wouldn't say it's my favorite. I don't know. What was that word, Chris? Favorite. <laughs> favorite. I, I, I was grimacing as I said it. I, I, I during that part, I wrote Ross's privilege is showing. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, he's yeah, he needs to let it go. Yeah, I mean, he's... He gets to be the father. He's She's right. Yeah, sure, he'll show up once in a while, like, whatever. Yeah, like, that's the arrangement. Yeah. Like, obviously, there's no dads that stick around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Take the ticket out. 
Phoebe has a dark Phoebe moment here. Yeah, she gives like her whole family history in mm-hmm. like two seconds. Yeah, she said, I mean, it's just amazing what this baby is going to have because for me, my dad left, my mom died, and then my stepdad went to jail. So the fact that this baby has three people who are going to love it upon birth is amazing. And fighting and then, over who loves yeah. it more. And then Ross and Carol are like, oh, or Ross and Susan. God, not get these two women straight. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> Ross and Susan are like, oh, yeah, you're right. You know, like, we should band together. Yeah, that's obviously where they realize they're both Mm -hmm. being. So they try to escape through the, uh, you know. The vents. Yeah, the vents. Crawl out. I don't know. Well, they try and shove Phoebe up there. Mm -hmm. And a janitor finally opens the door and they run out, leaving Phoebe hanging from the vents. Dangling from the vent. (laughs) Then Carol and Ross run back into the room where literally everyone is hanging out. Joey, Chandler. The whole gang. Yeah. And Joey is now an expert on dilation. Yeah. He's like, ah, you're only at nine centimeters. (laughs) You got time. Yeah. Then once Susan and Ross come in, Carol is like, all right, everybody else out. And Chandler makes a joke, like indicating he wants to stay. No, no, no. The nurse is like, all right, there's a few too many people in this room. There's about to be one more. So anybody who's not an ex-husband or a lesbian life partner, out you go. You said it with kind of like a, like a, like a, can you believe this is like yeah. the world we live in? It's the 90s, Chris. Everyone's kind of shocked that this but is the was, world we live like, in. It was like kind of disdain, like, uh, yeah. Like, well, I, I, guess, think, I guess we can allow the lesbian life partners to stay. I think like, that's an appropriate level of <laughs> disdain. Especially, this is the same, like, New York accent nurse from earlier. You know? Yeah. No, I mean, it wasn't, so she's like, like, horrific. traditional family is yeah. what I come from. It was just a tonal thing. It wasn't, like, yeah. you know, horrific. But she was, like, her lesbian life partner. Yeah. Ugh, that's a thing. She was definitely, you know, put off by it. Yeah. And, yeah, and they kick everyone out. Mm-hmm. And Chandler makes a joke, like, uh... What if you're somebody else? This is lesbian life partner. I think he, she just says life partner. Because he's, No, she oh. said lesbian life okay, partner. Okay, whatever. He wants to stay, and that's weird to me as well. I think it was just a joke to be like, because yeah. he's obviously not anyone's lesbian life partner. Mm. So if you ask him, like, what if I'm someone else's lesbian life partner? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's the joke. Classic Chandler. Yeah. Uh, sp- Carol, the entire time... <laughs> Carol the entire time looks very Hollywood. Pregnant lesbian. <laughs> yeah, that's how I should refer to them. Uh, Carol the entire time, the whole birthing process, looks very Hollywood. Very composed. Yeah, like never <laughs> no sweats. Sweat. Her hair never, doesn't fray. No flush. Yeah. They make Susan look a little more disheveled, actually, than they do Carol. Yeah, no, Carol, is, yeah, she looks fine. Yeah, the entire time. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. Like, she is in the middle of giving birth. She's yelling out jokes. Like, you know, afterwards, she looks great. It's very annoying. <laughs> Nowadays, on TV shows, when somebody gives birth, the, the whole thing is to make them look horrifying. Yeah, like frazzled. Yeah. You know, they just so, wanna... which is much, it's funnier, I think, mm-hmm. but also more realistic. Yeah, they'll make, like, a, like you shit yourself joke. Like, mm-hmm. You know, they really get into the... Oh, yeah, the whole thing. They it's make all it on right. the table now. Yeah. Well, yeah, because it's funnier, though. It is funnier. Anything else you want to say about any of the plots? Yes. <laughs> so, oh. when the after the baby is born, when the baby's finally like out, so they're like, "Oh, like, I see a head, I see a shoulder, oh, yeah, I see end. his little fingers," and then the baby comes out. He's like, "Oh." At some point, like he obviously sees his dick, and he's like, "Oh, it's, a, it's like it's, it's definitely it's a definitely boy." A boy. Uh, and then when the baby's finally out, he goes, "Oh, he's a person," which I thought was a real, uh, a real pro choice. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> a real pro-choice yeah. message. Yeah. It's like, like now, now it's a person. Now it's a person. At any yeah. point before. Not a person. When yeah. he was which, half out. Yeah. I mean, that, which is, you know, the I right. Mean, when he was half out, all he was was balls. Yeah. I mean, that's the right way to look at it. You should be able to change your mind up until. Three or... months after birth is what I say. <laughs> yeah. If you, you can leave them like an incubator. Mm-hmm. Once you take them out of the incubator, <laughs> then you got to let them live. <laughs> But they eventually name him Ben, which is a much better name than Jordy or Jamie. Mm-hmm. It's a good, good, solid Jewish name. Oh, yeah. That is. Ross really playing into his Jewish side. Not so much like just letting his mom's side go. Yeah. Well, they named him Ben because when they were locked in the closet, Phoebe put on a janitor's outfit uniform that had a name name tag that said Ben. She goes, hey, I'm Ben. <laughs> I'm Ben, the hospital janitor. <laughs> They're like, all right, fine. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, and so then that's why they name him Ben. But I always, whenever I see these things like this, where there's like obviously a very relatively newborn baby on screen, who is putting up their like kids for these roles? Like, how do you cast this? Desperate people in L.A. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, what, what do you put on a? There's like a call? whole like a whole episode of Happy Endings about this, about how like all. Penny has to do is put out a casting call and there's going to be all sorts of scumbag moms. Yeah, but those are like babies. This, this is like a fresh kid. I mean, it's not that fresh. That baby was like probably at yeah, least... I mean, like, it wasn't like obviously yeah, brand new. but Three like, months old, I would say. But that kid has like just no... No nothing. Like no... <laughs> it can't do anything at yeah, all. Yeah, I don't know. And they're just like, yeah, you can uh, take my baby and put him... It's, it's That's a, very a cool biz- two grand probably. It's just bizarre to me. That, uh, Are you saying you're above getting a fast two thousand dollars? <laughs> yeah, you know, got to pay rent somehow. <laughs> um, I did think that they skimped on the touching music. When yeah, they were, like it was just like chintzy, That's like true. one piano kind of like. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. It was just if for you just... like their big episode. Yeah. I honestly, I'm surprised that they didn't make this the finale. Yeah, I wonder what they're gonna do. Actually, yeah, that's a good point. I assume they're gonna play on the whole Ross Rachel thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They gotta bring. Yeah, but some, this some new level to that. Yeah. Um, but it's so you know classic to have like a, a baby. Yeah. As the yeah. Finale. Usually that'd be a big. So I guess maybe I should give it to moment. friends for not having the baby as the finale. It's well, gotta be the Ross. We'll Rachel see. What, yeah. Thing. I'm. I assume yeah. it is. It's gotta be some sort of something like more in the the central crew, yeah. not Ugh. something that's outside of it. Great. The two plot lines I care about the least are wrapping up the show. Yeah. But then the little, the tag at the end where like Ross is talking to the baby, he's like, I Ugh. won't always be here. Sometimes I'll be and like, the babies have no object permanence. Like, why, yeah. what are you telling this kid this for? Mm-hmm. It's like the, when you move away, this kid thinks that you never existed. Yeah. One thing I did know. So Ross is like Chris said, he's doing this whole thing. Where he's moving in and out and like... Sometimes yeah. I'll be gone for a while, but I'll, but be I'll always be back. Yeah. And every all the other friends come in and they're like all looking down at the baby. And the whole scene is shot from uh, like, like your... the baby's point of view. Yeah the, yeah, the perspective of the baby. And what I notice is that Jennifer Aniston has a little tooth. One of her incisors is little. What do you, what do you mean? Like a baby tooth? Well, it's just much smaller than what it should be. Oh, I don't know. We'll have to... Yeah go back and i didn't notice yeah but that was the part where joey's like ben 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 it's like nothing are you sure that's his name (laughs) (laughs) which i thought was funny (laughs) but yeah that's a that's all on my notes i do want to go back and see rachel's tiny too we'll screenshot it yeah for the instagram yeah it's gonna be a real instagram dump Mm -hmm. once we finally get around to it 
Yeah, what are you doing this week? You should be doing the Instagram. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm going to be a social media manager. I'm not, I'm not a lawyer anymore. Good. <laughs> You'll make more money this way. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> All right. Friends trivia? Yeah, friends trivia. Bring it on. It's time for friends trivia. Uh, before we get into friends trivia, I should mention that Chris and I are both still quarantined. I mean, um, you know, self-quarantining. Modified. We're not sick. No, <laughs> we're not actually quarantined. It's, it's yeah. just the whole city is on like modified lockdown. Yeah. And uh, starting at 8 p.m. We'll be on like essential services only lockdown tomorrow, 8 p.m. on Sunday. Yeah. So now, you know, we're recording this on Saturday. <laughs> yeah. Essential services do include liquor stores. Thank God. So, yeah. I mean, that's essential for me. <laughs> liquor store, Bars can still sell. Although stuff our again. favorite liquor store, what's happening now is that all these places that we go to all the time are starting to close down in order to protect themselves and their yeah. families. And yeah, but it's just not worth yeah, it to stay open. It's uh, it's definitely dark times. But one of my beliefs is that sources of entertainment shouldn't be talking about the coronavirus all the time. It's okay to mention it. But, like, come on. What do you mean? Like, what? Like, I don't want to go on YouTube and have a coronavirus flag at the bottom. Oh, yeah. I I think I've... <laughs> if you've somehow managed to avoid all coronavirus notices, like, yeah. I, don't, I don't need... I just got another email from Amex. They're like, here's more coronavirus stuff. I'm like, I already have five yeah. an- emails from you. Where's <laughs> our refund from our vacation that we had to cancel, Amex? How about that? <laughs> yeah, process that. Yeah. Don't tell me to wash my hands again. I yeah. already know that. All right. Let's... Move on to French trivia. Tune out with some French trivia. (laughs) So this one, I decided to do trivia about childbirth. Okay. And in this case, this is another scenario where I have taken an online quiz, and now you're going to take it, and you have to beat me. Okay. But this time, I got 9 out of 10. Ugh. Yeah, that's right. I got it perfect. It's pretty easy, I think. All right. Fine. It's from WebMD. Lay it on me. (laughs) You can be in labor even if your water hasn't broken. True or false? True. That's correct. Many women, like the whole big gush thing is a kind of a Hollywood myth. Like usually if you your water breaks during labor, it's just like a leaky faucet kind of thing. <laughs> it's not like a water balloon exploding in your pants? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or you might have to have your water force broken, which I've heard is super painful. Which is like popping a water balloon in your pants. <laughs> That, is, that one is, yeah. <laughs> He's my first baby. How long will labor take? 8 to 10 hours, 12 to 24 hours, or 20 to 30 hours? This is like an average. Uh, 20 to 30? I have no fucking idea. No. The correct answer is 12 to 24. F- sure, whatever. If it's not your first, things go more quickly. You know, because you're looser now, so things just fall well, yeah. out. <laughs> you know. I can only have ice chips once I'm in labor. True or false? You can have ice chips whenever you want. What does that mean? Just answer the question, Chris. False? I don't understand the question. (laughs) Most people think they're illegal outside of labor. (laughs) What is is that question? Um, And it also says most women can drink clear liquids. So I think it's like saying I can only have ice chips once I'm in labor, which is the question that you were asking while we were having the episode. Clear liquids? That's what it says? And you can rehydrate with drinks like water, juice, coffee, and sports drinks, which is amazing because I thought that pregnant women weren't allowed to drink coffee. I guess once you're ready to give birth, who cares? Yeah. You should be able to to drink vodka. Yeah. And it says eating during labor is generally not okay in case you need to have a C-section. 
guess you don't want everything clogging up in there. Probably reduce your chance of shitting yourself on the bed. <laughs> I don't even know what's happening anymore. When is it too late to get an epidural for pain relief? I don't know. I'm about to give you some options. You're eight centimeters dilated. <laughs> the day after. <laughs> the baby's head is visible or after 24 hours of contractions. Uh, what is it? What it's, what, it's when it's too late to when get is an epidural? It, when is it too late? Eight centimeters dilated. Baby's head is visible or 24 hours of contractions. Uh, it's gotta be one of the first two. Um, I don't know. Eight centimeters dilated. What is it? Baby's head is visible. That's actually also the one that I got wrong because in TV, it's like, oh, you know, there's all these things where it's like, oh, I want to do it naturally. And then they're like starting to give birth or whatever, like the process is moving along. And the nurse is like, it's too late to get an epidural. And they're like, oh my God. So I always thought that it was just, you know, you're too dilated. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I also don't know. I, mean, I learned something. I guess in the, in the episode, he's like, oh, you're 10 centimeters, like final push. Yeah. Even Joey knows that. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess. Contractions end once your baby is born. True or false? False. That's correct. They continue throughout life. Well, you also have to give birth to the placenta. Yeah. Gotta squeeze out the giblets. Mm -hmm. Or whatever's in there. <laughs> Sex, walking, and eating spicy foods will bring on labor. True or false? Uh, false? That's correct. Yeah, it sounds like uh, pseudoscience nonsense. Yeah. Again, I think it's just to keep you out of the, the doctor's hair. You're probably in labor if your cervix is dilated, your contractions are intense, close together, and regular, or your baby has dropped. Read them again. <laughs> your cervix is dilated. Your contractions are intense, close together, and regular. Or your baby has dropped. The second one. The contraction one. Yeah, I mean, that's just like Jesus. That, isn't that what labor is? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can be awake during a C-section. True or false? True. That's correct. That'd be weird if they had to put you under for that. <laughs> I think it's only if it's really bad. Well, yeah, what they cut you open, take the baby out, and then, like, a few hours later, you're like, ah, where's my baby? Where's my baby? And then it's already been kidnapped. This is beautiful. <laughs> they gaslight you. You never had a baby. <laughs> you were in an accident, ma'am. <laughs> your cervix was destroyed. It's false labor if your contractions get closer together. Don't hurt. Or go away if you move. The last one, go away if you move. That's correct. <laughs> Isn't that, that's probably gas. <laughs> <laughs> it's normal to feel your uterus tighten occasionally, or even painfully, in the months before your due date. <laughs> it's time to push when your water breaks, your cervix is dilated to 10 centimeters, or your contractions are two minutes apart. 10 centimeters. <laughs> <laughs> that is correct. At least the show, you know, didn't... Yeah. No. You learned something. Yeah. You still didn't beat me, though. I know. Yeah. I missed, what, I missed three? You missed two. Only two? Yeah. It says, results, good job. You really delivered. <laughs> I mean, yeah. not a great job. You're a registered, what is the term for? A doula? Midwife. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I lose again. That's two in a row. And that's definitely one where I win. Yeah, yeah. I also didn't, I didn't wager any credits. 
We're not, and no, we're not starting a wagering system. I'm going to do it. I'm going to get some Chris points. It'll be a pool of Chris points. Okay. If you want to keep track of it, that's fine. All right. I'm going to do it. Okay. That sounds like that's a great idea, Chris. I've got nothing but time. <laughs> that's true. Aside from my very demanding job that I am definitely... And your doing. social media. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And my very demanding uh, social media account management yeah. side gig. Moonlighting. Mm-hmm. So thank you for listening, dear listener. And catch us every Thursday at noon when we talk friends. Next episode is the finale. Yes, the final episode of season one. Mm-hmm. Could not come sooner. Oh my god. Yeah, I fucking hate <laughs> this. This is a hell of my own making. Yeah. Well, hell we of s- my own creation. Friends!